Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and good evening all. Second time hosting, fantastic intro, no problems at all. Scotty, I thought you were sleeping there, are you alright mate? Oh mate, head of my hands, you know, it's bad when you wish Martin was hosting. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry folks, that was very rude of me. Welcome to the Rangers Rabble and it's me, Jamie, hosting again tonight. Thanks for the um, the boost there, Scotty boy, appreciate it. Elaine, how are you doing? Good to have you on again. Not bad at all, yeah. Looking forward to see what you bring to the table instead of Martin. Uh, yes, we'll see. If he stopped creeping about in the background, we'd got on better, I think, wouldn't we? Brian, my, my good old buddy, how are we? Very well, Jimmy, yourself? I'm good, Very I'm well. good. Okay, folks, we've got a lot to cover. There's a lot of things happened probably in the last day or two anyway mm. that we can get our teeth into. Scott, do you, want, oh do you need the toilet? No, I'm all right, by the way. Thanks for asking. I asked you at the start, you're fine, you're looking great, listen, you're going to do enough talking tonight, I just know it, so you'll get your turn, don't you worry. Um, so welcome everybody, thanks for coming along and listening, so one thing to call out, and I know there's only 11 of us on just now and I will come back to it, but we are 30 subscribers away from 3,000 on YouTube, so milestones to get to 3,000 folks, so let's just keep hitting that subscribe button um, and telling all your friends and all your Rangers support and family members to do that for us as well, and let's get to that milestone. So let's kick off the tonight's podcast. And I think I know Scotty, you were on the match reaction for the Dundee game. Um, so you can go make yourself a cup of, a cup of tea, mate. You don't need to say anything here. Um, no, I think what will be good that the dust has now settled on the Dundee game, and we're hoping that we can bring a little bit more positivity. Of course, we're going to maybe look at a couple of players that we need to dissect and have a little look at and see what we think. Um, and let's we'll bring in some comments and stuff like that. So. Elaine, I'm going to kick off. Um, dust has settled on the Dundee game. A 1-0 victory, which is very important. But what's your overall thoughts? How are you feeling about the the performance, I say, first? Performance, not great. But but we got the result, and actually that's all that matters. As you, you touched on there, 
it was absolutely a huge result, uh, especially when other results went our way. Absolutely massive. And I suppose, I know that we keep saying it, and at some point something has to change because we aren't playing particularly well. But at the end of the day, three points, um, still top of the league. We're, we've not opened, uh, obviously the gap with Hibs is still the same, but we're opening up a slight gap with the rest of the table. Um, and yeah, just absolutely massive. So I was uh, I was tearing my hair out that second half. I didn't enjoy it one bit. Um, I tell you, it was, it was a tough watch, but at the end of the day, you know, three points is all that matters. Brian, second yeah. half was... Well, like, okay, was that the, for me, or I'm asking you the question, was that the worst second half performance we've seen this season, the worst performance? <laughs> and I'm including the Dundee United. Yeah. There's been a few contenders, but um, it wasn't great, to be quite honest. Sitting in that stand, in that stand behind, wasn't uh, it wasn't good for the nerves, and it's yeah, it was a very difficult watch. But, as Lane just said, it was three points, and we've had a lot of mitigating circumstances this season with covid Injuries, suspensions. Um, so it's nice to win. It's nice to play ugly and win. You know, it'd be worse. Obviously, if you play bad and you you either draw or get beat, even it makes it ten times worse. But to wit to, to play ugly and win, it's, it's not bad. I mean, I know it's not great, but at this stage of the season, you're just wanting three points and get up the road. Scotty, do you think it's safe to say that I see a lot of champions and a lot of clubs or teams that win things, they have got a lot of uh, ugly victories. Would you say that was one of them? And I know you were on the match reaction and it drove you to drink non-alcoholic beer. So how are you feeling now the dust has settled? Uh, well, I'm on the peppermint tea now, so I've calmed down somewhat. <clears throat> Rock and roll. Uh, Brian, I like this one. It's, it's one of my favourite sayings. There's no pictures on the scorecard. Yep. So it's when you come true. to the end of the season, you're not going to thankfully not going to remember this game uh and it really really is and i said this it's on to thursday i mean i it's actually thankfully a game that i've not actually thought about since sunday so i was able to i don't know it's, it's almost like having a demon on your shoulder thinking about sunday isn't it uh, <laughs> but yeah I, as i said on the pod on on sunday i think thursday thursday football Away from home in the Europa League, forget the Champions League, but Thursday League in the Thursday the Europa League seems to bring the best out in us, particularly in challenging circumstances. And I think, I really think we we start we need to start being tested on a regular basis. I'm not I'm not talking about turning up and having a game of football and and being physically battered and just having teams like digging at us, but actually having teams of playing against teams of quality. I think we actually need to be tested on a regular basis just to raise that level because it needs to happen soon. Because then I think we'll be able to take it back into the league together with the continuity of having the players returning on a regular basis. So thankfully we've got a game on Thursday, but yeah, really excited for it. I just want to just, um, there's an elephant in the room or perhaps not an elephant in the room, right? So I'm just, everybody's talking about this and asking me about this, right? So there is not a blow-up doll in my bedroom. That is a, a mannequin, a decorative piece. It's my wife's, it's not mine. It's not my wife, like someone else said. But um, we can move on from that. Um, is, what it I keep... is it intentionally got the same haircut as you? <laughs> well, same, yeah. Anyway, some of the things I've been... No. 
No, I'm not even going to go there. Right, anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> some of the things I was asked to do to that. No, no. Um, yeah, do put some lipstick on it. Yeah, move on. And I know you, you've maybe touched on this a little bit, but it's something that we've been quite um, defensive of in this pod. And there's a few of the guys who are probably listening who maybe want to jump in and chat here, but in the comments. But um, for me, there's a, a bit of a turn in Morelos' performance at the weekend. Um, Brian, what do you think about that? And I mean a bit of a downturn, and it, it pains me to say it because I've been a real big advocate of Morelos and what he brings to the team out with his goal scoring. And even this season, I've not seen him drop off like this, but what was your thoughts on Morelos' performance at the weekend? <clears throat> I've seen snails move quicker sometimes. He was just, his mobility was just terrible. <clears throat> it was like he was expecting the ball to go to him rather than him make runs or or do a bit of donkey work. But yeah, it's, it is noticeable when his performances don't sort of are up to the standard. Rangers seem to sort of dip. It could be a coincidence, I don't know, but it's his mobility is definitely not as good as it used to be. He used to run the channels, do a bit of donkey work, but it's definitely dipped off. And for what reason? I don't know, but he does. <laughs> he certainly looked as though he's got a bit of uh, extra poundage on him on Sunday. See, I know, Scotty, you said that in the match reaction as well. And I, I, I thought he came back looking really trim. And I don't know, because mm-hmm, he, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't really have a, a big pre-season because he was away playing with Colombia and then maybe got two or three weeks off. But I thought he came back looking really trim. Do you think he's regressed? Yeah. That's why. Yeah. <clears throat> I have. I, I do. Uh, I think I said it. I thought after 10 minutes, it was a battle of the fatties between him and Griffiths. I, I, I looked at Griffiths and I thought, how is he a professional footballer? And then I saw Morelos. I was like... Wow, that shut me up pretty quick. But um, yeah, we've all been on holiday. We've all piled into the buffet a bit more. But when you come home, you don't continue on the buffet. And it looks like he has. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. But when he, when he came like... home, when he came home, we all saw the pictures where he was out. Now, to be fair, it was potentially one picture. But he was out in the car park, giving it, you know, doing his own pre-season training. And you thought, well, hold on a minute. Maybe actually um, he's going to be right up for this. But no, I totally agree. I, I kind of thought as well, um, just looked a bit slower and just, yeah, just that's uh, spot on. He just didn't look interested. And I think he's one of the ones, because he's such a good outball, see when we're up against it, you want him on because he picks up the silly fouls. He, he, draws, in a, he draws in the fouls, he buys his time. And when he's not interested, I think you notice it even more than some of the other players because he's such he's so important when he is on it. Yeah, yeah you're, absolutely, you, yeah. you're absolutely yeah. spot on because... If you notice what he does, particularly in the uh, the domestic games, and it would have been a great benefit to have him do it, is when the ball goes into the channel and it goes forward, maybe we've cleared our lines, he's very quick on the defender, and it stops yeah. them being able to just pump the ball straight back up the pitch. He stops doing that. Even getting within five, ten yards of them, it gives them the time just to pump the ball. It just causes us problems. Just because he 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 can't be bothered to either find the right area of the pitch where he ordinarily would be or you just can't be able to chase it down so it is frustrating but hey let's no this is supposed to be positive it i was has... gonna say that says <laughs> with a positive um fantastic assist though so <laughs> the goal was fun i mean the goal was one of the best goals i think we've scored this season and his little touch there was perfect and it's a funny it's a funny old game did i just say that anyway People have different opinions, and there's Ray mm-hmm. saying that he thought he would have gave pa- pass marks to him. And we've said that on this podcast 
all this season, where Morelos is doing a lot different work than he'd done previously. Um, and he's, he's not a goal scorer, he's an all-round, more of an all-round player. I think he'll be a better player, Brian, when he when he does move on for the probably the last year and a half that he's had, but you're not giving him pass marks, are you? I don't know if an assist... I mean, the goal for the assist... I'm struggling, to, I'm, I'm struggling to remember what else he kind of did on Saturday. I really am struggling. It was... I mean, I'm, I'm not saying everybody, anybody else was far better, but... Uh, there wasn't many that got pass marks on Saturday, put it that way. There really I think wasn't. I'm going to, we need to just, I want to just keep this real, so we're going to need, we'll go into something positive in a minute, but I think there was probably, I don't know what you felt, but I thought there was maybe another person on the part that played equally as bad, or maybe even worse, and that was Connor Goldson and Scotty. Is this getting, I don't want to talk about his contract, but is this, is this what it is? Is this the problem? Is Goldson's contract the problem? I want it. Uh, I want it from you. Give us it. No, it's not. It's not at all. It's not at all. It's just look. You, when you're a professional footballer, and I'm, I, I know I sound like I'm talking like I was one, uh, but I played a lot of football. And Ricky Foster, you can't. You, you, you went there. Right. So you can't expect to go through your entire career playing at the best of your ability, and sometimes you are going to dip in form. Now, what's exacerbated that is the fact that we've had zero continuity, either with the goalkeepers, with his right back, his left back, or his centre defensive partnership. And Goldson is a player that is the, apparently the most vocal, so he's the one that can organise it. But if he's playing with different players each week, it's not going to help. And it really showed because the, the defensive line that we were playing, it was like a turret of a castle. It was all over the shop. And... Yeah, he's obviously there's problems. It is he is making a couple of individual errors, which are being exacerbated because they're leading to chances or goals, which sometimes you may be able to get away with. Um, I wouldn't put it down to his contract. I think he's perfectly happy here. If he goes, he goes. I think, I think in his head, the decision has been made. Nonetheless, what is so that? He'll decision? be focused. He'll be focused. What do you think that decision is? Mate, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I hope he stays. I hope he stays. Um, I've, I've spoken to a few people and they're convinced he's staying. For me, this we don't know what the situation is with the contract, whether, whether the contract is on the table, it's off the table, they're negotiating. Where we are, this is the thing. We, we, I suppose we need the questions to actually be asked, these yeah. specific questions. Where are we with the contract, Elaine? Are we are, are we are we just being too critical too early? Because we are top of the league, and it's only what six or seven games in. Are, are, are we just? I know Brian's an advocate. This one we've um, spoiled last season. Is this are these players just not performing the levels that could be a once in a lifetime season last season? Potentially, yes, because I think you know, especially if you look at the start of the season, we went away and dropped points. Um, what was it at Tanadice and in any season anyway you can go and do that um, last season was such a freak season it was so good um, of course it's never going to happen we're, we're never going to get that again if you had given us the opportunity to be in the group stages of the Euro Europa League if uh, you'd given us six points ahead of our city rivals but still top of the league by a point you're in September we'd have all bitten your hand off to, uh, for it. 
I think they're I think the reason why we're being more critical though is because we know from previous seasons that how quickly it can fall apart. And I think we're just urging the team to get on uh, and to start finding a bit of form because we can all see it. We can all see that there's the potential there to really crack on, open up a lead. And potentially, you know, if if we kept going the way we're going, we could have a really almost insurmountable lead by Christmas. And I think that's the frustration and that's why we're all coming back and we are all quite, we're not negative, but, you know, we're, we're probably spoiled last season and we're just desperate for it this season again. Yeah. Brian, give me a bit of po- to move on to something more positive. I think um, I've been very critical of him, and I think a lot of us have. But John Lindstrom was the best player in the park by a by a country mile, probably. Um, I know McLaughlin played well and saved the pen, but um, it's we're starting to see a bit a different side to John Lindstrom. Maybe he's realised it's not a walk in the park up here. Possibly, and another thing that's probably helped him is that he hasn't got Davis's shadow on the park. It's his. It's his position. He, you know, there, he hasn't got Davis sort of beside him. You know, because there was a few times we were critical of uh, Lundstrom falling into where Davis would be, but now he's got the position himself. He's had it for a couple of games now. He seems to have grabbed the position and sort of quite comfortable with it. And he, he he knocked the ball quite effortlessly around the ball the park on Saturday. He was very comfortable, and there was a couple of times he went lunging into tackles and won the ball and got the play back. And no, I. I I'm f- yeah, I, I must admit, I was quite critical of him at the start, but I think we were obviously a bit hasty in the sense that he was still trying to find his feet and he was obviously trying... They were trying to shoehorn him into the team with Davis, but obviously now it, it's clearly it doesn't work. But it, they've now found out that you can actually take a spot for Davis and give him a, a rest, you know? But going back to what Elaine was saying of the season, there's also that we've all got the... We all know the pressure of this season. The season at the end of the season, we know what's on the line. So there's that as well, you know. Yeah, the the, the money at, at the end of the season. Is that putting extra pressure? That's not putting extra. I don't think that puts extra pressure on us, Scotty. Do you think the players are even thinking oh, we need to win the league to get in the Champions League next season? No, not yet. No, I don't think it really enters yeah, your head until turn of the year. So, what about? Yeah. Um, What's your thoughts on John Lundstrom, Scotty? I know you're you're quite forthright in your opinions on a lot of things, but do you do you think Lundstrom can replace Steve Davis? No, not at all. Uh, different skill set, different players. I don't think if you're looking for like like for like, I don't think you can really go down that route or, or talk about Lundstrom in that manner. Um, I think it was really telling in. Gerard's vociferous defence of Lundstrom in his post-match. And I think he knows. I don't think that performance by John Lundstrom or the previous two warranted that defence. I don't think he's been that good. I think he has done the bread and butter very, very well. And if you're telling me that he's put in performances that essentially other players in the squad couldn't couldn't have done, then I think we're in a whole world of trouble. I think he's been he's been markedly improved on where he started, but that doesn't mean we should clamour on how good he is or can be. I think he's every single game he's raising his own benchmark and that's all he's doing. But for me, he's still a long way to go in terms of passing ability, getting around the pitch, 
uh, overall bringing energy to the team, particularly in that position, that midfield engine, we need we need motors in there basically because for all the will in the world and how good Kamara is, he's he's not really a motor. He isn't one to get things motoring, and we all have our expectation of what Lundstrom is in our head, um, and he's not quite there yet. So. You know, without reading too much into Gerard's comments, I'm I'm not really buying it. I'm not really buying it. Not yet. Okay. Before we move on, folks, just to touch on that, I think the under 19s are playing in the UEFA <laughs> Youth League tonight, isn't it? Half past seven kickoff. So we'll try and we'll try and keep an eye on that as we, as the chat goes on for the first half hour anyway. We'll see if we update it. So I want to move on to something that I do not want to talk about, and it's. The pandemic and it's COVID, but it is massive in Scottish football right now with the the vaccine passport thing. So we cannot not speak about it. We've got to speak about it, Elaine. So, um, what is going on? What's going to happen here? Where does where does it? The club have to toe the line, of course, for the law. But where yeah. what happens? I well, I was quite vocal this week in saying that you know the club have to toe the line. At the end of the day, it's not the club's decision. I think that actually we might see clubs getting together to you know, voice their voice their uh, opposition to it, and I think that'd be really powerful because there can't be. I mean, it's only going to affect obviously clubs who are getting over ten thousand um, fans, but there's the clubs need to really speak out on it. That said, there's not a great deal they can do. Uh, I know that they said, so I did see something today. Has it been put off for two weeks or it, it's still coming in, but there's a bit of leeway for two weeks? And um, all I can think about is that it's going to be absolute carnage. Um, I have, you know, everyone's got their own opinions. It's not for me to tell people what they should and shouldn't be doing in terms of getting a vaccine or whatever. People have made their mind up by now if they're going to get it, if they're not. Um, at the end of the day, um, purely from my point of view, it's the logistics of it. I just can't... You, we've also... Even when they brought in the QR codes for the friendlies, try, see trying people trying to figure out whether you put your season ticket in or you swipe your QR code. Um, that was... And the queues the queues outside Ibrox, even still, are absolutely mental. Um, I, I just can't see it working in any shape or form. Brian, at what point then? Are we, are, are, do we think here then... Um... By the 18th of October, they've probably got that, you know what, this isn't working, we need to take a backward step and scrap it. Brian, you're on mute. I really don't know. I really don't know. Um, they don't even know what they're... I mean, this was meant to be all ready and set up by this weekend, and now it's already delayed nearly three weeks. You know, I just... As, as Elaine's saying, it's it's going to be a logistical nightmare. Well, how many how many do they have to check in a match day? They said 10, one in five, one so in five, that? which is uh, ten thousand for us. Ten thousand. Oh, so, are they are mm-hmm. they honestly going to stop ten thousand people and say, right, where's your, you know, where's your certificate? And what ten thousand? Is it just going to be completely random? So, no, I'm. I'll be I'll be amazed if it goes ahead, but I wouldn't be surprised if it goes ahead as well. Because I know what this lot are like, mm. Scotty. I know they, they they backtracked down down south with it. Are you surprised we never they never backtracked up here, or is it is it is there a bit of stubbornness kicking about that means they won't? Throughout the whole pandemic, um, it's been my view and a lot of people's consensus view, 
particularly down here, that what the Scottish government do is what the, what the Westminster, really keen to say that, Westminster, uh, do just make it a little bit more Scottishy. So maybe stick some haggis in there and a... So yeah, I think they'll backtrack eventually because they'll they'll come around to it. They 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 follow a trend a couple of weeks later. Um, interestingly, they they need to waste money on resources for b before they do that. So they need to have some accountability for a load of squandered money. Um, I suppose if anyone's actually watched and listened to me before, they know I'm not exactly a fan of Nicola Sturgeon and her cronies. So um, I'm not really going to have much positive thoughts or anything to say on the matter. Um, I'd be surprised if it's enforced. It just sounds ludicrous. You know, it's one of those things like if it sounds ridiculously stupid and it looks ridiculously stupid and you think it's going to be ridiculously stupid, that's because it, it will fucking be. is ridiculously stupid. And yeah, anyway, I'm calm. It's, I, mean, <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would kind of understand you know, if, if there was a simple. outbreak. I would kind of understand if there's been an outbreak at a stadium or or a large event. But according, according to all the stats, there's not been. So, you know what I mean? No, you're right. No, it's not. It's, it's, who's asking the questions? Who's, who's yeah. holding these people to task? Because that's what I'm wanting to ask. I'm thinking there's got to be somebody who had worked in sp sporting events logistically. Is, and uh, this starts, Elaine, is this starting Sunday? Is, is Sunday the first time we're going to actually test this out? It was supposed to be. So, certainly, it was supposed to be. supposed to be that from October it came in. So, any events over 10,000, but also including, I think, nightclubs uh, and certain new gigs, that sort of thing, were also going to have to be, um, or the vaccine passports were going to have to be shown. I think now there's been a slight backtrack to give it a two-week leeway. I think it might still come in um, this weekend, but they've said something along the lines of, certainly with nightclubs, they'll have two weeks to fully kind of implement it and get their staff their staff up to speed on it. So I just, yeah, I, as I said, I just think it's a logistical nightmare. Um, I think it's a it's a difficult one but uh, the, the club are absolutely backed into a corner here and i think as well it's a really bad it's it's terrible for the clubs because you're then having fans who you know i've started seeing people saying well will i get a refund in my season ticket well no yeah. I, I think the answer that there's not going to be uh, I, I think everything will be watertight this year but it's um yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame for clubs because it um, it will be them that suffers really, and the fans. I think well, it's, it's going gonna... to it's, it's be the clubs that cost. It's going to cost the club more money, isn't it? Because I've get more people in to check all these things. Yeah. I feel sorry for the fans. It's the decision you want to make to be double jabbed or whatever. Um, people have paid a lot of money for their season mm -hmm. tickets, and potentially they're. I, I still don't see why people wouldn't be still going to the games anyway. And like Chris is saying there, this passport thing is probably a bigger thing than football, but we're here to speak about it, how it affects our club. Scotty, sorry. I think uh, from a fan's perspective and those planning to go to Ibrox, do you know, it, it could be like a, a mini protest. People decide to go because they don't like the measures that are being put in place and that's well within their right and fair enough. Logistically, I just don't see it happening. Even if it goes ahead past the 18th, I don't see how... It's going to be a health and safety hazard. It's going to be dangerous having all these people clogged in. You're going to get people angry. We saw what happened with people trying to get petrol. 
people are desperate to get into Ibrox. You know, we're, we're just back after 18 months. It's going to be trouble. Um, I would say to people, look, the likelihood of you actually being checked is probably going to be less than one, in, well, yeah. more than one in five. It's probably going to be more than more like one in one hundred, one in five hundred, because there's absolutely no way. What they're going to where the, where they're going to stop you? Are they going to stop you down Paisley Road West? Are you going to stop you coming out of some subway station? Because they certainly can't do it outside Ibrox for any game. I would see more. They are probably going to do it, aren't they? They're going to do it as you're trying to walk walk in. Like mm. it just doesn't make sense. I think it's a logistical nightmare. So, <clears throat> guys, I think we'll move on from that. I think it's a, a frustrating topic to, to, to go on. I said we're going to have a positive podcast tonight, so I'm um, not on that. But I think it takes us quite good into the next part. Now, this email came out today, didn't it? Um, Is it are you, are you going to talk about the Castor one? 15% no. off everything. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, fan, fan engagement. Now, um, the email came out and it says, I'm going to read this right. Rangers, we're hosting several drop-in sessions over the next month. Do you need to be? Do you need the passport to go into these drop-in sessions? Yeah, well, less than ten thousand. Less than ten thousand. Nah, yeah, of course. That was that was actually a joke. These oh, sessions yeah. are aimed at supporters who don't use social media or other digital platforms regularly, or feel the need to come in and discuss specific issues on a face-to-face basis. Pretty bold, do we not? What, what do we think about that, Aline? That's it's a pretty bold move. It is a bit bold, especially putting it out on you know through email and social media to people who might go <laughs> if, if that's who they're trying to get in touch with. Um, but that said, <laughs> that said, I think it, I think it's a good thing uh, because you know what? Um, I've I've been critical of the club. Uh, I've been critical of how they've engaged with us. I think um, I think we could have done a bit more um, towards especially especially start of the season. Um, I think sometimes we've been left thinking communication from the club hasn't been great. Um, we're sort of asking, you know, asking questions. So actually, if they're going to bring fans in, it depends if they're going to listen to them or not. But you know, it, it is a bit bold. But maybe it's maybe it's going in the right direction. We ha- we have sat on here, I suppose, and spoke about how we don't hear enough from the club and certain things like that, Scotty. But do you think this opens up like? <laughs> An avenue for Tom, Dick, or Harry to go in there and start asking questions about first team players and yeah. try to tell Gerard and Bill how to do their jobs and stuff like that. It makes me cringe a little bit, I must admit. Do you know what it reminds me of? I think we must have all seen that uh, Ange Postacoglu when he first yeah. signed. And then some of the Celtic fans were asking him like all sorts of questions. Oh my yeah. god, I hope they don't televise it. <laughs> I hope yeah. they don't pub- publish it. Um yeah, no, that's that's doing our fancy disservice actually. No. Um yeah, it's pretty no, bold. It's it's, a... <laughs> 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 it's, uh, yeah. it's uh yeah, it's a bold strategy. I think it needs to be done. Um one of the things that yeah, I was absolutely critical of this season, the start of this oh. season, probably over the summer was like last season. Going through that last season, I was sat at home and Rangers were a massive release through COVID. And I never, probably the same as you guys, never felt closer to the football club. Yeah. And it was quite bizarre considering I couldn't go to Ibrox, I couldn't see all my mates in Glasgow. But good things come out of it, i.e., this. Um, so therefore, like the community actually became bigger but smaller. So we're all able to communicate with each other. It's been great. And I think that Rangers 
kind of moved away from that and it just felt like they saw a massive pound sign opportunity opportunity mm. opportunity of us at home we can target them um so they do need to do things like this to engage with the supporters and it is a really bold thing i hope they're not expecting a, a shed load of positivity to come out of it though yeah. um despite being top of the league despite being in europe despite all the positives um i think towards the end of the season they really milked milk the arse out of it and we all felt like right enough's enough and they kept doing it and then it stopped feet this all shiny glossy feeling over rangers kind of like dissipated I didn't even mind it to walk towards the end of last season. I think it's more the start of this season. Um, and I've, you know, I know we're going for positive, but um, every email I think it seems to be asking for money. Um, and there's, and don't get me wrong, I know we need to balance it because at the end of the day we need the money. And we, you know, I'm the first person to say we want to be signing these players, we want to be doing well, but the fans have put a lot in. Pulled, you know, winning the league last year, we put a lot into it, and it just seems at the moment that we are being treated a wee bit like a cash cow. Uh, I, I just feel like every other email. So I think this, uh, you know, I think this is hopefully a good thing and a step forward. Um, and uh, yeah, unless you have to pay to get in. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> yeah, I just think see, a, see with it. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tenner, but you get five my jazz points. No. I'll do it. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in the room. Brian, see, Brian, what, 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 what would you be going to something like that? What would you be looking to iron out if you were wanting to go to this, something like that? Are you wanting to go and tell him not to play Davis and lose him in the same team? No, I'll quite leave happily leave that to Mr. Gerard. It's more customer service stuff. I would probably go at um, yeah. ticket office speaking. Like if you if you have got a niggle of a complaint, you know, it's just now it seems to be just a wall of. You just—it's—it's it's almost like you get the 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 the, oblig the obligatory sort of email bounce back. Oh, nobody in the office. Blah blah. It's all the little things that I think they could just be doing a little bit better on. It's not on the park stuff for me. It's nothing like that. It's—it's yeah. it's just the the niggly little things like they're speaking to somebody in a ticket. I mean, try see, try even phone them. Yeah. It's it's almost impossible. It's, it's just things like that. Yeah, I think Rangers had actually. They'd advertised a position at the club mm. for a like it was like a head of customer relations or something like that. So it's almost like that position's now been filled, and this is maybe their first little kind of initiative. Um, I think it's quite a brave move. I do, I really do. Um, okay, guys, just just before we move on, just remember to like and subscribe, please. We're, we're, we're so close to three thousand subscribers. We're on um, YouTube and Twitter tonight, so there's a bigger um, audience out there listening to us and watching. So please get on to YouTube and like, like and subscribe for us, and um, Patreon as well. We're pushing Patreon. We're, we're, we're shows out there. Um, I've listened to one today about um, about um, Adam Canworth when he when he used to play with Rangers. And now he's moved on and went and how that felt to him, you know. Um, life after Rangers, so some, some really good content on, on Patreon as well, so some of our guys are listening, I know you maybe aren't on there, but if he's are, um, thank you, and just um, keep listening to all our stuff, there's a lot more to come as well so Scotty, I want to keep the ball rolling with you mate, and keep you in a nice positive attitude so, tell me about this 4 o'clock kickoff for this semi-final on a Sunday night <laughs> How to ruin your weekend What is going on? Oh, oh, like, come on. Right, okay. Where, where are you going to come up? Where are you going where are you planning to come to the semi-final? Yes, yes, exactly. So 
for me, that's just like the worst possible kickoff time. They might as well have made it midnight on Sunday. Like I can't get I can't get back to London on Sunday, so I'm gonna have to stay over on Monday. Um, but why? <laughs> why? Twelve o'clock or three o'clock? Why? Why? Is it, why are they making it at four o'clock? I thought we weren't really allowed to have kickoffs past three o'clock because everyone's on the swally. So yeah. you have everyone on the swally on the Saturday night. Wake up, carry on Sunday. Do you know what? I'd love to see an old firm kickoff at five thirty. Oh, that'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, no, I, that happens in eighty nine. It's what happens. What, happen, what happens when you get um, Premier Sports involved, Tim Pop? But yeah, that's. Scottish football hierarchy for you. It's interesting because we, we thought we would have had the first, we would have had the Saturday kickoff because we were name was first out of the hat. I don't know if they, I think these rules don't apply anymore. But um, yeah, so that that's uh, Sunday night. Hibs, Hamden. When is that? November the November the twentieth, twentieth and twenty-first. In a weird roundabout way, it'll be dictated by Sky, BT Sport. What are the matches they're showing? They'll yeah. probably want. I should imagine there there might be a there'll probably be a clash with the Celtic game, but they don't really care about them, so they'll we'll get prime time slot, no interruptions. Sunday four o'clock. That sky's like prime time viewing spot, isn't it? On a Sunday, half four kickoff, super Sunday. Scotty, are you still oh. coming up for it? Yeah, yeah. No, there you go. Take it. <laughs> of course, yes. Yeah. Of course, yes. Yeah. So, so yeah. So Mark, by the way, Martin said off camera. That there's going to be a Rangers rabble meetup, and he's paying. So we'll Probably. go for lunch somewhere. We're uh, all there. We're all yeah, there already. Have a couple of beers. So just shout out to Martin. Thanks very much. Well Good done, man. That's a great shout. What a guy. Um, you know okay. We've well? we've when we reach three thousand subscribers, we'll draw <laughs> one person out of the hat to uh, come join us. Superb idea. 3,000 subscribers, one of those guys come out the hat and they get three bar. That only happens if you get 3,000 subscribers tonight. So come on, Ah, like and subscribe. Spread the word, people. Okay, let's just move on before Martin (laughs) has a heart attack. Um, Big game. So let's let's just put our um, our top of the league, all positive, all positive. So let's put that aside. And we've got a massive, massive match now on Thursday night. Away to who are we away to, Scotty? Slavia Prague. Oh, come on, we're not <laughs> going to go down that road with that joke. We're away to Sparta Prague now. Um, before we get on to what we think about the what we think we're wanting from the game, who we want to play, one question I want to ask Brian um, away to Sparta Prague, it's to get behind closed doors. Yeah, do you think it's safe for um, fans to travel? No, I wouldn't even, even it wouldn't even enter my head to go to that place. Not after what happened last season. Elaine, do you think people will travel? Yes. Um, I I think there's probably a core that um, we'll be looking... To be fair, I've not seen too many people. Uh, I think there'll be a few. um, But I totally agree with Brian. As soon as the draw was made, it's obviously not Slavia Prague, but uh, I think going going over there just is a recipe for disaster. Um, And I think if we can go... Get the win, get home, no trouble, happy days. Yeah, yeah. Not asking Scotty, for much. Yeah, Scotty, will we get the win? Um, yeah, I'm. I'm fairly confident. Uh, I'm fairly confident. I think we always turn up uh, away. Suits us, doesn't it? But last season, I think it suits us out, and particularly um, 
with the players that are back, I expect Davis to play, I expect Kamara to play. And in them two, we've got two real seasoned, experienced players with European football. And having them at the centre of park and the, the, the core and the spine of the team, um, I think will influence the rest of the players uh, around them. So I'm really positive. It's a re- Again, every game is uh, an opportunity to return to form. So I'm sure the players will want to put on a performance. They'll want to be solid as well. And I think Sparta Prague is a really good opportunity to do that because they are, with respect, the weaker of the two Prague sides. Yeah. Um, and we do have experience of playing over there, yada, yada, yada. So, again, behind closed doors. Both games behind closed doors. So, yeah, I'm positive. I'm looking forward to the game. And uh, I reckon we'll do the job. Uh, guys, I, I'm totally oblivious to this. Is, does anybody know if this is true? Everybody in the comments is saying there's 10,000 children allowed. I think you're going to have a few skin-headed, bearded children in there. Are we not? <laughs> Is that, yeah. is, is that, I've not heard that there were 10,000 kids I'm, Elaine no no I'm googling it <laughs> I, I, I did know there were kids allowed but I wasn't sure how many I didn't think it was as many as 10,000 but not not a clue if that's the case yeah there def- definitely is kids I, I just didn't know the number so it does say that, um, yeah they've been given permission by UEFA but yeah bizarre how does that even work you know I thought it was meant 10 been... hooligans take their 10 hooligan children <laughs> carnage <laughs> Yeah. But Brian, let's just talk about the, the game. Are you confident? Are you not confident? How are we feeling? Yeah, are we so, confident uh, after the performances we've put in this season? But Europe's, for some reason, it's Europe's it's a different gravy. It's a different sort of game. It seems to suit us. Away from home, certainly. We, we, we've put in a lot of good performances away from home over the last couple of seasons with Gerrard. So, no, I'm, Europe seems to suit us away from home. And I'm, yeah, give it a feat. I know it sounds well. Even if we draw the game, it's not it's not the biggest disaster getting a draw away from home in Europe. But obviously, you want to win the game. But no, I'm 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 quietly confident we'll get a result. Elaine, Alan McGregor comes back in, doesn't he? <laughs> yep. Um, I just I just wish he would uh, pick his keeper. Clearly, he's uh, cl- clearly he's <laughs> resting McGregor for um, for Thursday. Um, I just think. I think it was Scotty who touched on it earlier uh, with Goldson's form. I think you just pick a keeper. Um, McGregor's brilliant. You know, we could we could talk all day about um, some of the saves he's made, how good he is, um, and being yeah. Do you know John McLaughlin as well? Great deputy to have. To me, going into this season, there was no question that McGregor was number one. I would still see it that way, um, but then by the same token. I, I would just, yeah, I, I hope that Gerard just picks his keeper and sticks with it because we're too far in now. Uh, chopping and changing, I don't think, helps anybody. Um, but, yeah, no, it'll, it'll be good to have him back. Scotty, John McLaughlin, so, so this happened last, we touched on this before as well, this happened last season. John McLaughlin was in goals for like the first 10 games. So it's almost like it's, it's reoccurring. Is it just a matter of time? Um, is it just a matter of time for McGregor to come in and just stay and just stay in? See, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Again, I'd love to have the opportunity to sit in a presser with Gerard and ask him some questions because by the by the amount of times that John McLaughlin has played, and if you notice when he missed games, it's usually because of, it was through COVID. 
most of the other times he played barring Malmo in Europe. And again, I don't think McGregor really covered himself in glory in those games. So I've got a sneaking suspicion that Poglocki is actually coming in to play more than McGregor this season. Oh. Now, we're, we're approaching a big part of the season where we've got a lot of big games coming up in a short period of time. And as Elaine touches on, we don't want to be chopping and changing our keeper. I wouldn't be surprised to see McLaughlin between the sticks on Thursday and on Sunday. And to, to be honest, I wouldn't even be disappointed. I'd say good on McLaughlin, good on you, you deserve it. Because I don't think McGregor's really covered himself in any glory. Brian, do you think time's catching up with Alan McGregor? Seems to be more apparent this season. Um, yeah, he's he's certainly not started the games I thought he would start. And oh, it's it's, it's horrible to say it, but it, it it could be. It really could be. It's been, it's so horrible to say that after the season he had last season. He marshaled everybody great last season. He kept that clean sheets and you know, but I don't it's know. It's like you're getting a bit emotional there. I know what that means. It's fine. It'll be okay. It's that one. It's that one. He's still here. Guys, I, 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 I'm still confident. It's so early. We're, I'm, I feel we get dragged into. Oh, we need to watch. I think it's so early. League, seven league games, eight, six league games, seven league games. I think. I think. I think McGregor will be back in, and I think he'll, he'll probably see this season out, and then he'll, he'll go. Um, Elaine, my big question has been: Is John McLaughlin? He's deputy just just now to be the number one next season. Yeah, well, yeah, quite possibly. I think. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, w- I would probably say so because what are you looking at? Uh, Robbie McCrory did well. Um, yeah, absolutely no complaints about him. Would he step into the number one slot? I think it's probably unlikely. Um, potentially we go and sign someone but I think we've got a great keeper there in John McLaughlin as well um, time will tell this season I think actually both of them whichever one he chooses both of them would benefit from a solid run you know although we're touching there on McGregor's maybe not hit the heights chopping and changing doesn't help him either um, I wouldn't be opposed to John McLaughlin being the number one next season not, not so sure that we're ready for it just yet um, but and he got a Scotland call up as well so, yeah. yeah, and do you know, he was probably one of the players that got past marks at the weekend. McGregor's always had this question mark over his back. And I, yeah. think, I just think this is with mind, is McGregor going to be able to play 50 games, 60 games this season? I don't, I'm not too sure. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt that even a bad Alan McGregor is better than 95, 99% of the goalkeepers in Scotland. Yeah. And you'd, on your life, when there's a penalty, you'd want him in goal, regardless of whether he's got a broken back or not. And I'm, a, I'm actually a massive, obviously a massive fan of his, that goes without saying. And I'd love for a fit Alan McGregor to play those 60 games. But if we're going to have Alan McGregor in goal, you need to be sure that he's going to be capable of doing that. Otherwise, in four weeks' time, we're going to be back to square one, chopping and changing. So I think... It might even be a case that McLaughlin is going to play for the next five games or to the international break or whatever and give McGregor as long as possible to make sure that he can play week in, week out from a certain point. Yeah. We, these questions need to be asked. 
Yes. But I, but, you're but the I, person to do it. Yes, Scotty, you are. Well, yeah, get, get Martin to pay that twenty-five grand. <laughs> <laughs> get into fan engagement sessions, Brian. Do you think it's um, do, what Scotty's saying? Do you think we could almost share the role this season? Is that, or do we need some more? Do we need some better continuity than um, chopping and changing the keeper? I've always said, pick a goalie and pick two centre halves. That's the that's the crux of your team. Can't I, for me, that's the area of the park you should never ever tamper with unless it's. Injuries or suspensions, and I've yeah. always said that it's been. If you look at any great team that's won a league, even down south in England, you've had your Schmeichels, your Vidiches, and your your uh, Ferdinands, and then you've had Chelsea with Czech Terry and Carvalho. They've, I mean, they never swapped and changed them in league games. They they pretty much played every game for their their respective clubs, and I've just I've always been an advocate keeping the goalie the centre halves. The same as much as possible. So who who starts for you then on Thursday? Andy Firth. No, no. <laughs> Best job in the world. Well, the way it's the way it's looking just now, it'll be McLaughlin, Balogun, and Goldson. Elaine, do you agree with that? Surely McGregor's coming back in here, folks. Come on, McGregor no, was just I, rested. Yeah, I, th- I think he was. Uh, I think he was rested. I think you'd see McGregor come back in. Um, I think that uh, yeah, it's got to be Golton and Balogun, and that's the same, you know, absolutely the same as Brian. Um, going forward, unless there's a reason, um, I would I would keep them until Hollander's back fit as well. I wouldn't be chopping and changing. Yeah. I think Balogun maybe gets a wee bit of a hard time from us. Um, yeah, I, I would I would 100% have him in until Hollander's back fit. A bit of breaking news. Scotty, um, Stuart Keane just stole my, my thunder there. But yeah, I've seen Rangers, Rangers are 1-0 up and under-19s. Um, Robbie Ewer, so that's a good start. Yeah, to the... got, them in the, got them in the coupon, so that's good. Yeah, I've seen that in the chat earlier on. Anyway, Scotty, how do we how do we go about getting a, uh, getting a result on Thursday? You, you do it. Go, you, Michael Beale it. Tell us how we do it. Well, I've never been asked this before. <laughs> does, does, does Davis come back in then? There's an easier we, question. We, we start with 11 men. We try not to get anyone sent off. We score one more goal than they do. <laughs> you can tell, no, nah, that's not what I was looking for. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, we know how we play. We play the same way week in, week out, away from home, at home. We play the same way. Without the ball, we've got our patterns of play. And we move across the pitch and we shift across the pitch really well. Um, I think it is a concern that teams, particularly in Europe and those who do their homework, have figured us out slightly. And actually, I think teams actually mm. figured us out two years ago with the quick switch of play, diagonal cross ball. Yeah. Can't really cope with it. So we really need to find a way to counter that. That and the uh, really high press. We, we sometimes struggle with that. That said, I've got to be honest, folks, I don't really know too much about Sparta Prague. I know all about Slavia Prague, but (laughs) (laughs) not too much about Sparta Prague. Um, So it's, it's, I'm still confident. And if we can, it's, it's the old cliche, if we turn up there and do what we do, I'm confident we'll win. And I'm basing that on having watched Slavia Prague last season and how we played against them. So I thought we didn't play to our best again. Uh, I thought we were missing 
we were missing a few key players as well. Uh, and yeah. players out of form. Kind of similar where we are now, but I think we're a little bit wiser, particularly going into Europe. So I'm ex- I'm expecting I'm expecting a solid performance. No sloppy goals, please. Yeah. I know there was a few comments in the in the comment section about I think I seen someone November Sparta Prague, did they put Celtic out last season? Um, uh, gave him a bit of a do it, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. I think one of the, yes. the guys that scored the goals for was a hat trick even. I don't think he's perhaps not playing, so there's maybe some right, good news coming out there. That's because he was a reserve striker. Oh yeah, so he was. It wasn't even their first team. Oh, that's right, yeah. That's how bad it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Elaine, yeah. Steve Davis comes back in for us, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. I, I'd like to think so, absolutely. Um, he's kind of... Although, I, I would agree with what was said earlier, is that we need to find a way... Or Lundstrom and Davis playing together probably isn't the answer. And then do you drop... Especially after seeing how um, defensive Gerard was, I don't think there's a chance that Lundstrom's dropped... For this game, so I think we're either looking at uh, Lundstrom and Davis playing together and seeing whether we can find a way of making that work, uh, or Lundstrom on his own. Uh, but certainly for the big nights, you want your big players, uh, and Stephen Davis would be, for me, one of the first one of the first names. Brian, who who is your midfield three? What Kamara and Davis have got to play for me. It's as Elaine says, you can't shoehorn Davis and Lundstrom in this team now. It's quite clear. So. Yeah, as Lane said again, you need your big player, which is Davis. Kamara compliments Davis, and I would have Hadji in the middle three. Scotty's nodding. I know Hadji's his boy. Is that where you're putting are you putting Hadji in there? I think he has to be in there. I think it's his best position. Um, and I think he's just been put in the front of three to get him up to speed and get some minutes in his legs, and then he'll come back. And then I quite I quite like how Hadji and Aribo interchange anyway. But I think Arrivo's got a bit more pace about him. He's got a bit more physicality, and particularly away from home in Europe, that that comes in handy a lot, a lot, a lot. And his feet, and his feet are like Velcro. Yes, yeah. That how that ball sticks, that sticks his feet on me. Yeah, I expect to see him. Obviously, Morelos and uh, definitely not Sakala and Roof up front. (laughs) So I want to put that in there. I'm just going to jump. Just let me jump on that because there's been I mean, a few people commenting here, putting Fashion Sakala's name in there. Um, have we seen anything that means they can we can trust them in a start as big as this, or are we starting them? Are we starting them in European games to give them some time because we feel that the league games are more important, Elaine? Potentially, potentially, actually, this is one of the games that he'd be more suited to playing in Europe. Um, I, I still think he's got a wee bit of um, he's a kind of like rough diamond, you know, I think he will come good I think he looks lively but I, I think this would be too much too soon, but then that said given him a go in Europe I'd be tempted to be bringing him on later, because you know, he does play with a lot of energy um, when we saw him at home um, was it against Motherwell I think that he, I thought he looked pretty pretty lively and he was doing a lot of pressing so potentially that works later on in the game. I think this would be too soon to start him in a big European game. Scotty, get it off your chest. I can see you want to say something about it. I'm itching. I'm itching. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I, I, I spoke with John, and, and John 
talked about him on uh, on Sunday, and I really trust his opinion. Uh, yeah. He's watched a lot of Sakala, and he does need a run of games, and 20 minutes at the end of the game is not going to help him. In terms of where he is at the moment, we're not in a position to experiment, particularly on Thursday. We need to, almost like last season, we need to get this group done, qualified as quick as possible and know where we are, and then later in the group have the opportunity to play these guys. Remember, if we won, we won the group, and then we ended up playing Lech Poznan, and we won away, and guys like Ittengar run out. So that's what I'd be looking to do. But I do also think that away from home in Europe, he's potentially where he will be of most use, particularly with his energy, his pressing of the defenders and the spacing behind. He's just so raw. He's like a bull in the china shop. He reminds me of watching when we first signed Philip Shibo. And I can't, I can't shake it. I can't see it. The, it's like him and Scott Wright. The lack of quality is frightening. <laughs> Not ready yet. Not ready yet. But I'll give him time. And uh... yeah, I'm not putting it that. But I, CG. No, Scotty. I'll maybe get to it. Um, yeah, we have mentioned Patreon, folks, haven't we? I've mentioned it twice, that actually. So, yeah, folks, subscribe. The content's fantastic. It's only £2. It's actually just to support us. If you like what we're doing, it's almost like a donation. But there's great stuff to listen to as well. Um, sorry, I just lost my way there because there's a few cracking comments in there, right? Scotty, do you have a mural above your bed of, of um, roof? No. My boy's here. Man, I knew that. I knew that. Um, CGM, also CGM also said Lundstrom Davis Kamara. Uh, has, that hasn't worked. No, no. Oh, no, God, do not no. get like Malmo flashbacks. No, no, no. Can't happen. Can't Why can happen. that not happen? It's pretty, the names ring up some solidity. Is it because Lundstrom can't play anything other than the six? I've just got no confidence that it's not worked in the past. So, why is it going to work in the future? Um, I just no, I just don't fancy that at all. We need a creative spark in that midfield, and Haji is the boy. And yeah. I would, I'm actually starting to come around to the idea of Sakala starting on Thursday because he'll we, we obviously play differently away from home in Europe, and I think his absolute pace to burn might come in handy, right? Okay, I, can't, I, I really, I really get that. <laughs> But the guy has zero discipline. See when we played the likes of Benfica, for example, probably the best example. You could see the, the the literal shape of the midfield three, and with obviously it's a lot better when Ryan Kent plays. But the front three, you can literally see them rotate around like this. Sakala mm. can't do that. He cannot do that. He's not ready yet. He's just no. He'll Is just that end it? Up pulling pulling out of position. We'll get. Things start falling apart. That is that is a training thing, and it's something that you that you can't pick up in a couple of months. Remember the first season that we had under Gerard. We we could we start looking like we go back to that because we lose mm. the shape. We need end of second well second season. Really saw it last season. Last season was brilliant to watch. Mm. Elaine, is there any surprises into the starting eleven? Do you think? Oh, no, and Gerard probably. 
<laughs> I hope not. I hope not. Um, yeah, I can agree with everything that you guys have been saying. I would like to see. I'd like to see McGregor in. I'd like to see Davis in. I think the front three pick themselves. I, I think the whole team pretty much picks themselves. Um, and then it's just whether or not. Um, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm not convinced it's going to be. Well, it's going to be a tough game. Any game away in Europe is going to be tough. Uh, I think it might be slightly harder than we, you know, than maybe we're we're making out. But um, it is when we play. It is when we play our best stuff. And actually, the games where we've played well this season have been the games on paper that you'd probably think we're a wee bit harder. Um, so hopefully, hopefully Thursday nights when we kick on and uh, and it's the real sort of second start to the season. Yeah, I also I also think that Morelos is is probably going to get a lot more joy on Thursday than he does mm. on a Sunday. He's probably going to get a bit more time because Leon. If you look at the game against Leon, he barely got a sniff, and yeah. you just put that down to Leon's quality, and they are yeah. a quality outfit, sadly. Um, and he and like that that was actually quite disappointing because going back to that game, you're really expecting guy someone like Morelos to use his strength and, and, and kind of like get us out of the situation that he's in. So there's probably less pressure on him to do that, uh, but also with more freedom, for hopefully, for him to come into the game. If he doesn't work after Thursday, then we've really got to have a serious chat about him. Elaine, we started off the pod by kind of being a bit disappointed with Morelos, his performances of late. He's got to start and he could be the match winner, couldn't he? Always. Always. Um, I just, even when he's not playing well, um, I know I touched on it earlier, but even when he's not playing well, he's such a good out ball. He's so, he's so good, especially in Europe, you know, away from home. He's going to hold the ball up. He's going to get his chances. Um, and I, I, I always reckon he's good for taking one. Um, so, no, I, uh, I will stick with him. I, I think on his day, he's just head and shoulders above anything else that we've got and I think that's the problem and it's it's always the only thing or well the two things it's attitude and fitness and I suppose they go hand in hand as well um but yeah hope hopefully it's just the game that that he kind of turns it around because he's so you know, he's so good when he's when he's on it yeah I agree Brian. There, was a, there was a moment on Sunday I don't know if anybody else noticed it Morelos got fouled and he didn't get the foul the ball was only five, six yards away and he took off like a train at the ball. And I was just like, oh no, oh no, he's going to clatter into him. But he, he's almost like, he, he needs one of the defenders to sort of niggle at him and get him yeah. going. There's nobody sort of really battling with him and sort of winding him up. Not to the point, obviously, that he reacts, but just he, he loves to engage in the battle with the defenders and nobody's doing that just now. Yeah. Okay. Um Scotty, we win. What's it, what, guys, I'll go down. What's our predictions? Three Scotty, three-one. Who's the who's the who's doing it for us then? Who's the who's the man of the match here? Who's Hadji. Oh, who's Hadji? Hadji. Hadji, of course. As I can even Brian, two-nil uh, and. No, it's Hadji. Hadji, aren't you? Hadji. He's trying not to say Hadji. Shocking. Elaine, do you agree with Scotty Hadji? Listen, I think Hadji could be the difference, but I'm going, I'm going with Morelos in these nights all day long. Elaine? I, I can't see us not conceding, so I'll go for 2-1. Yeah, 2-1. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, and as long as it's not McGregor that's man of the match, 
Yeah, we'll take that. We can't hand on another night like that. Folks, thanks, thanks, thanks for joining in. Um, it was a good night, a good discussion, some some topics we had to get off our chest. But again, like and subscribe on YouTube. Um, like and share on Twitter. We are so close. And of course, um, in the description below is our Patreon. So um, thanks for um, thanks for chatting tonight, Brian. Cheers, mate. Enjoy. Uh, pleasure as always. Yeah, Elaine, thank you. Not nice Thanks to see very you. Scotty, as always, Talk voice right, of reason, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, <laughs> folks. Thank you. Take it easy. Podcast Network.